Now let's welcome in Jill Malandrino, global markets reporter of the NASDAQ. And I believe she's actually sitting at the NASDAQ. Is that the real deal? Jill Malandrino at the NASDAQ. Things are getting back to something that we recognize. Jill, nice to see it you. It certainly is, Nicole. Um, in Studio B, right on top of the one you normally report for in Studio A, Times Square right behind me. We'll be back here every Wednesday, so you'll get to see uh, a little bit of the market site each week. Wonderful. Right there in the thick of it. So tell us uh, your thoughts. Obviously, the markets are reacting to the Dolts report to this morning, nearly 11 million jobs. Did you have a thought on that before we kick it off and, and really expand it out? Yeah, well, you know what, that really has been the story, is the amount of job openings that are out there, which of course that's what Jolts reports on. And it, it's really interesting when you look at labor, where we are right now, the unemployment rate, and what it will look like as we get through the fall months and just see how we deal with the COVID variants and if the workforce will come back. Because there's a narrative out there that people haven't been coming to work because of the uh, stimulus and unemployment checks, which by the way, the unemployment um, benefits ran out last week. So will that be the catalyst to get people back into work or will the threat of COVID variants still keep them at home? And, and it's also going to depend a lot on what happens with kids and being in school. You know, anecdotally, I know a number of people who have sent their kids back to college and a few of them are reporting cases. So it's any, you know, it's anyone's guess when it comes to elementary school with these kids who are 12 and under who don't have the vaccine yet. So I think that's really what the, what the variable um, is. Yeah, I think you make a great point. We'll have to wait and see how the fall actually really goes. Um, that being said, we just uh, finished talking with George and talking about some like Deutsche Bank, for example, uh, send out a cautionary note. Um, there are a few others. Goldman Sachs downgrading its economic outlook for GDP. Uh, what do you think is behind the move of some of these big firms making these calls? Yeah, uh, there has been a, a number of data that we're seeing translate in the U.S. that is giving um, analysts pause to this. And what I think is interesting is the stock market really has reacted to the new rise in Delta cases and hospitalizations in a very good way. I mean, we have states that have ICUs near capacity. Idaho just um, enacted yesterday critical care decisions that have to be um, made. And, and that means that um, they're basically going to triage who gets critical care and when or, or who's going to get, you know, comfort comfort care um, until either they succumb to a disease or uh, recover. So we're seeing some of that. And then, you know, that said, even though we're not into restrictions, we don't see lockdowns, um, it's the consumer that's going to march to their own beat. Our chief economist points out that the latest data shows consumer confidence is falling, airline bookings are falling, reservations at restaurants are falling, credit card spending is falling. We spoke about jobs data with the weakness there. It'll all um, depend on how that plays out with, with um, benefits running out. Um, and, and if the workforce will come back, some left permanently with early retirement or other reasons for the pandemic. So that's really what the question is going to be. So with these variables when it comes to unemployment, slowing down in consumer spend, to your point, we saw uh, Goldman Sachs dial back their exposure to an underperform on U.S. equities. A number of other firms, uh, such as Credit Suisse, made the same move, either going to neutral or underweight. And then we're also seeing some uh, economists take down their GDP forecasts as well. So what we're seeing happen in the data is translating to um, strategists expectations. Yeah, there's definitely this feeling that they're taking down their numbers. Uh, one firm even raising their year-end price target for the S&P 500 to a level that's still lower than our current level. So that didn't give me uh, much, right? There's not much solace there. That being said, that people are picking and choosing where to put their money to work. I don't think people are running scared. Um, I know they're watching all of the numbers that you talked about, whether it's TSA numbers or COVID cases or jobs. 
Yep, um, and I would agree with you there. And even though we're seeing the major averages, whether it's the NASDAQ 100, S&P 500 at um, or near all-time highs, you have to remember that these indexes are very heavily weighted towards tech. And what is the basket of 10 to 15 stocks, those mega cap tech names, are what's moving the indexes. So it looks a little bit different under the surface. And to your point, Nicole, which is a very good point, there still are places in the market to put your money. It might not reflect that in the major averages because of the weightings that we see, but there are some sectors and some stocks that are going to um, outperform at some point. And we might see that rotation out of tech. Um, and to George's point, and also when you look at it from a technical perspective.